us to speak on walking in the Dashen anointing. Walking in the Dashen anointing. Hallelujah. Psalm number 23. Psalm number 23, verse 1 through to 6. The Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The word you anoint my head with oil is you dashen my head with oil. And my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know, we talked about a few different categories of the anointing. We looked at the Mashak anointing. We looked at the Memshak anointing. We looked at the overflowing anointing, isn't it? We looked at the saturating anointing, the fresh anointing. There are so many. There's the Creo. There's, there's a lot of anointings. We can't spend the time talking about all of them. But you see, the difference between the, the, there are two different types of anointing. There is the service anointing. Hallelujah. The service anointing, which is anointing meant for service. Then there is the second type of anointing, which I call the reward type of anointing. The personal anointing. The anointing that comes for you. Are you with me? The anointing that comes, that anointing is not meant for, um, for work necessarily, but it is meant for you. It is a blessing or it is a receipt. It is God's favor and God's payment. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, so God rewards. God rewards. When we seek him, God rewards us. And most of the time, the reward God gives us is the reward of the Dashen anointing. The extravagant anointing, the anointing that propels you, the anointing that makes you fat, the anointing that makes you flourishing, the anointing that makes you become separate from others. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Am I talking to somebody? It's the anointing that promotes you, the anointing that takes the little you do and makes it big. Amen. The anointing that makes a difference in the life of an individual. I'm going to look at a couple of people and see how the Dashen anointing transformed their lives. The first person I want to talk about, I think I didn't give you that on the notes. The first person I want to talk about is Isaac. I think Genesis 26. 
Isaac was somebody who enjoyed the dashing anointing. Genesis 26, 12, it says that, and Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very dashing. Uh, I don't know whether you got it. Let me say it again. He says that the man, verse 13, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very... Uh, am I preaching to a church? Have I entered the monastery or something? Am I speaking to young people? Then I want you to talk back at me. He said that the man began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very... Very prosperous, very fat, very flourishing, very, very dashing. Around him, he became, and remind, mind you, it was in the time of, of famine, the season of recession, when everybody is reducing and laying off workers, when everybody is getting rid of their workers, Isaac was employing more staff. He became so big. He became, I mean, can you imagine? In a farming, nobody sows. Because the, the soil is not conducive. The environment is not right. Nothing around is, is, seems right for sowing. But this man sows like any other person. Sowing is part of what farmers do. So there's no, nothing miraculous about sowing. But God picks... He, the, the, the difference is that when you sow in farming, you won't get anything. So most experienced farmers will not bother sowing. In fact, if you read the whole scripture, the, uh, chapter 26, you see that he was thinking of migrating from the area. He was about to leave. Because what people do, in those days, they were nomadic farmers. What they did was that in farming times, they leave the environment because they have livestock. They have cattle, goats, and everything. When you leave them in a farming season, they will all die. So the sensible thing to do is to take the cattle and move to a better place where there's no farming. So you can continue rearing your, your uh, livestock and you can continue your business. But the Lord said to him that, no, you stay here. Don't go anywhere. Stay here. And in this same land, I want you to plant. In this same land, I want you to do your business. In this same land, I want you to invest in this particular business. Because I have a plan for you. The plan is that I'm going to bless you beyond your wildest dream. I'm going to dashen you. And to dashen you, I will have to need you to do something. And there's something to plant. As you plant. He went to sleep. And then the neighbors were watching when he was planted. They said, this guy is an idiot. This guy is a crazy guy. Who plants in farming? The, the neighbors were living. They were carrying their livestock. They were migrating. And they were looking at this guy still planting. Say, what is going on with this guy? Has he lost it? Is there something wrong with him? And he said, no, 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 no. no, no. Listen, let us stay and watch and see what will happen to this idiot. So they stayed and they watched and they watched and they saw that the, 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 the plants were growing. The plants were growing. All of a sudden, the, the, the harvest was so big. 
And he reaped 100 fold. Big business. Most times farmers, when they farm, they, do, they reap only about 30% of the yield. 50% maximum. But you reap twice in the a, in a one season, in the farming season, that is something. That is the Dashen anointing. And let's read on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's read on. So it gets to a point the guys become envious. You see, you are never blessed until your blessing attracts envy. Oh. I don't know whether you got it. Then, ah, then, no, go on. Next verse, quickly. For he had possessions of livestock, possessions of heads, possessions of a great number of servants. So the, 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 the Philistines did what? Oh, I said the Philistines did what? When your blessing doesn't attract news, you are not blessed. Ah, thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my critics. You pres- the people who are not happy for my prosperity, that is the exact place that God needs you to be. Because that is where he blesses you. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. I said that is the place God blesses you. They, they, they envied him. He dug a well. They came and stopped it. He dug another well. They came and stopped it. He dug another well. They came and stopped it. Hallelujah. See, when you are blessed and you don't have people who are enjoying your blessing, you are not blessed. Oh, I don't know whether you had it. You know, when you are blessed and others don't enjoy your blessing, you are not blessed. His blessing made the servants blessed. His servant had to employ servants. And the servant also had to employ another other servant. Because his blessing was overflowing. Because it was a dashing type of blessing that went about. You see, the blessing must go beyond you. He says that thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs the cup needs to run over. People need to be blessed. People need to enjoy your blessing. People need to become part of you and become prosperous. Otherwise, you are not a blessing. You are never blessed until you become a blessing. If it's all about you, then I'm sorry, you are not blessed. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Can I give you another person's uh, anointing? Joseph. The Bible said Joseph was the son of Jacob's old, is it Isaac's old age? Jacob, Jacob's old age. And he made a coat of many colors. And his brothers envied him. And God gave him the ability to dream dreams. And he dreamed that the son... Uh, they, they were all having sheets and his sheet was standing upright and his brother's sheet bowed to his. And that angered the brothers. Then he came again with another dream and he said that the sun, the moon and the eleven stars were bowing before him. And his father said that am I and your mother and your brothers going to bow indeed to you? 
and they got very, very upset with him. And they conspired. You see, when they, are, they start conspiring against you, it means you are doing something. Or when they are having meetings about you, it means you are doing something. If nobody is having any meeting about you, then, you see, listen, I want you guys to develop a thick skin. See, some of us, we are too soft. We are too yellow-bellied. The small criticism, then you wilt. The small attack, then you, 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 you have sleepless nights. The small, no, 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 listen. Everybody who becomes prosperous at any level, you need to have a thick skin. Pinch your neighbor and say, develop a thick skin. Or I say, pinch your neighbor and tell him that develop a thick skin. Tell them you are too soft. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us, the slightest thing they say about you, then you start gyrating all over the place. Small thing they say about you, you can't stand. No, no, no. no. They have to have meetings about you. Not meetings for good. Meetings that they are planning something bad about you. It means you are doing something well. I said it means that you are doing something. If you are not doing something, nobody will mind you. We all talk about somebody. Nobody talks about nobody. Double negative. <laughs> nobody is not there again. <laughs> You'll get it later. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you are somebody, they will talk about you. Nobody was talking about Lestras until she became the prime minister. Nobody knew about her. All of a sudden, people are going to dig her, her history and bringing out all the controversies they have about her. It's because she has become something. She's not somebody. That is why they are talking about her. This crazy quarting guy, who is she? Where did he come from? Who, where is his origin? Who gave birth to him? Who is his father? Uh, I'm not saying that. Let me go and stand here. Hallelujah. Genesis 41. The Dashen anointing on Joseph was given to, for him to solve problems. Genesis 41, 37, the Bible says, and Joseph's suggestion was well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find someone else like this man, so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dream to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put on you the in charge of, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He was dressed and he dressed him in fine linen and hung a gold chain around his neck. I mean, somebody who has been in, who was in prison a moment ago 
A moment ago, he was in prison. But the Dashen anointing is a promoting anointing. I said the Dashen anointing is a promoting anointing. It takes you from the backside of the desert and brings you to the palace to sit you down. Can you imagine an illegal immigrant? He wasn't brought in from the airport. They sold him. They put him in the cargo side of the plane. He came as cargo. He was somebody's property. You know, when you have a luggage, you put a tag. They put a tag on the, on the, on the luggage and they put a tag on the back of your passport so that that tag matches the tag of the luggage. So when you, when you get to the, uh, um, the baggage claim and, and you take, you take your, your, your baggage and, and you are challenged, you put the, the sticker on your passport and it matches that bag because that bag is yours. Uh, am I making sense? So he was coming, they put him at the backside and, and, and the, where the goods and, and, and where, where, and they put a name. To be sold on him. And Potiphar bought him. Took him to his house. And served in his house. He was cleaning toilets. He was cleaning and doing every menial job. Till the wife began to eye. You see, anointing is attractive. Young men, anointing is attractive. When you have anointing around you, it makes you very, very attractive. Songs of Solomon says that because of the oil, the young maidens love you. So be very careful when you have the anointing. Uh, can, can I preach? Can I preach? I say when you have the anointing, it makes you beautiful. Uh, and so be careful because people start eyeing you the wrong way. I say strange women, strange bosses will start eyeing you the wrong way. Uh, so, Potiphar's wife came up with a plan to lure this guy. And when the plan failed, an evidence was produced. That took him into the prison. What he didn't know was that the challenge that he was going through was part of God's divine plan. For we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. For them that are called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together. See, the thing with serving God is that God never takes you on a straight line. He never ever takes you on a straight line. There's always bumps. There's hills and valleys. There is dry deserts and there's a uh, lush land. It's, it's, it's a lot of turmoil. So every time your, your heart is beating, you feel like God has abandoned you. You feel like God is with you. It's not straight. It's not smooth. Those who tell you that anytime God comes to you, uh, upon you, life will be smooth. They are lying to you. 
It's never going to be smooth. But remember that he says that, Lo, I am with you to the end of the earth. I am going to be with you all the days of your life. It may look like I am not there, but I'm there. It may feel like I am not around, but I'm around. It may feel like you are in prison and you've been forgotten. You've been abandoned, but you haven't been forgotten. I am there with you. A butler may forget. The baker may forget. But God has never forgotten about you. I say God has never forgotten about you. He will never forget you. See, can a mother forget a baby? If a mother cannot forget a baby, I cannot forget you. Hallelujah. I cannot forget you. I will be with you. So, in the jail, God caused Pharaoh to dream a dream. See, God will cause somebody to have a trouble. And you will be the solution. I say, God will cause somebody to have a trouble. But you know, that trouble is for you to be blessed. I always say that the trouble that you solve is what promotes you. The problem you solve in life is what promotes you. The job you are doing, you have been employed to solve problems. So if you go there, you are creating more problems. It means... (laughs) Uh, You get what I'm saying? So you have to become a problem solver. And to solve problems, you must become a meditator. I told you last week that if God is going to bless you, God will have to use your thinking cup. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night, for it will make your way prosperous and give you what? So you should think in it's part of your promotion. Oh, have I lost somebody already? Have I lost you already? Thinking is part of your promotion. Some of us, we don't like thinking. I said, some of us, we don't like thinking. How many know somebody who knows somebody who doesn't like? When, I, 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 no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to insult you or anything. But some of us, we don't like thinking. When I say you don't like thinking, you don't like engaging your mind about important things. See, when, let me go and stand here before she spoils my message. She's trying to spoil my mind. Anytime I come near her, then she starts. You see, if all your life is watching, reading, listening to social media, you are not engaging your mind. Uh, I don't know whether, Sharon, did you understand what I'm saying? If everything you do is watching, watching what somebody is wearing, watching what somebody is cooking, watching what somebody is eating, watching what somebody is, talk, is, is, is doing, if all you do, you are not thinking. See, they are making millions out of you watching them. Why don't you forget watching them and plan something so that others will watch you? Oh, I miss somebody. I miss somebody. You missed a good place to put your hands together. Learn to have a time where you take a blank piece of paper and you get a pen and you start writing your plans down. 
that is engaging your head. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. Become a planner. If God is going to bless you, he's going to use your thinking. So, so the king has a dream. He can't do anything about it. The astrologers, the, all those guys cannot, cannot in, solve the problem. And they, they, now the guys realize that they had a guy in prison who interpreted their dreams. So they said to the king, we know one guy. He's in the dungeon somewhere. He can do the job. So they go and bring him. And not only does he interpret the dream, but he gives a way out. You see, it's not enough to tell us the problem, diagnose the problem, but give us a solution to the problem. A problem, we know it. Personally, I don't like people repeating problems to me. Because it's like you become, you bore me when you are telling me the problems. Because the problem, I know there are problems. Give me a solution. Then I become interested in you. Hallelujah. So he gives the king a plan. And the king says that, is there anybody wiser than this guy? Listen, when God anoints you, even your enemies will come and promote you. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. I don't think you heard what I said. Listen, don't worry about those who hate you. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about those who don't like you. They, quite frankly, they don't really matter at all. Don't worry about those who are criticizing you. No. When God likes you, God will use the same people to promote you. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. When God loves you, he'll use the same people to promote you. Hallelujah. He's the same guys that were, that recommended him. And when he was brought, the king takes his rope, puts it on him, takes his ring. You know what it means? In those days, the ring had a signature. It's called the signet. The signet ring is what you use to make decrees. So when you write any law and you put the ring, you dip it in ink and you put it there, it means it's sealed. When you go to the bank and you take the ring and you put it there, they give you the money, whatever money you are looking for. Because the signet represents the might and the wealth of the whole of Egypt. In those days, Egypt was a superpower. The wealthiest nation on the earth. Hallelujah. And so to have the signet ring means to go from broke to multi-billionaire. You go from broke in prison to be somebody that has everything. What do you want? You see, when you become very blessed, you get to a place where nothing, you don't want anything. You don't feel like buying anything. No, when you are very prosperous, you don't feel like buying because that knack to buy, to spend, goes away from you. See, if you are like, student loan has dropped, then you are spending, you are spending, it means you are poor. You have a poor mindset. Outside, 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 outside. 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 
You have a poverty mindset. So it's like, as soon as the, your mommy or your daddy gives, anybody gives you 100 pounds, you have to spend. Like, the, 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 the money is burning a hole in your pocket. You don't know what to do with it. Immediately you start looking at eBay and looking at uh, uh, Boohoo Man and all those When you are itching to spend, it means you, are, you have a poor mindset. Am I talking to somebody? He says that I, I, it's only when I sit on the throne that I am above you. When I stand, you are above me. How many times did the king sit on the throne? It means that the guy was reigning and ruling the whole place. I imagine what Potiphar thought. Because Potiphar was a servant to the king. So if Joseph is in the palace ruling and your your servant has now become your master. I wonder how the wife felt about Joseph. Yes. I wonder. Hallelujah. But you see, God will bless you in the presence of your accusers, in the presence of your your uh, uh, the people that imprisoned you, in the same place, you see, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So your enemies they are very important. Though. Don't don't be afraid of them. Want them around you. I say want the naysayers around you. You need them. Because when you don't find them, no, I don't know whether you understand. This is your place of prosperity. These are your critics. Okay. But because they are standing there and looking at you, you feel intimidated. So you move from there and you come and, and sit here because it's a safe place. But thou prepares a table before me in the presence. So your table is here. But where are you? Jack, where are you? Jack, where are you? Jack, where are you? The the, the blessing is here. But you are afraid of your enemies. So look at where you are sitting. Jack, quickly come back to your place of blessing. Put your hands together for Jack. You, you need to learn how to eat when the people are hoping you choke. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. You need to learn how to cut the stick and how to put, put uh, all the, 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 the sauces on, on the stick and, 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 and eat and start chewing whilst they are watching. I say start chewing whilst they are watching. Start drinking whilst they are watching. So as your, as your, the, the drink is going up and they are also going, hoping you will choke on the drink. They should watch you drink and watch you. See, the anointing will bring you to a place. You solve a problem and become prosperous. Daniel was one person who was also anointed with the Dashen anointing. 
Give me the scripture in Daniel. The Dashen anointing. This guy in Daniel chapter 5, he was somebody who was prosperous there. There is a man in, this is what they said about Daniel. There is a man in your kingdom in whom the Dashen of the Holy God is in. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And Kid Nebuchadnezzar said, your father, your father, the king made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, the childers, and soothsayers. In as much as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, and solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will be he will give the interpretation. Hallelujah. Amen. That guy comes and solves a problem. I mean, can you imagine? The guy is a prime minister for three successive governments. Which means that it doesn't matter what political party comes, he's still prospering. The Dashin anointing has nothing to do with people. See, when people promote you, people can bring you down. I don't know whether you understood what I said. When people promote you, they can bring you down. But when God promotes you, no one can bring you down. Ah, I say when God promotes you, no one can bring you down. <laughs> Audrey, Audrey is preaching with me. Hallelujah. This Daniel was envied. So the satraps planned. They, they said, uh, what can we do to get Daniel in trouble? And they said that the only thing we can get to put Daniel in trouble is his God. And it's the worship of his God. So they planned that this is what we are going to do. We are going to get the king to put uh, up a law that nobody should pray to any other God apart from the God that the king will institute. And the Bible says, when the decree was read and written, Daniel went into his room like custom and he opened the window towards Jerusalem and he began to pray. The people must hear you pray. I see your enemies must hear you pray. You know those uh, uh, neighbors that anytime you are playing music, they bang on the door and say you are making noise. Uh, are you here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They must hear you pray. I say they must hear. They should stop hearing music. They must hear you praying. Hallelujah. And even when he was in, put in the lion's den, the lions lost their appetite. The lions decided to go on a fast. When the soldiers came trying to see what was happening, whether the lions were, what was going on, had they been given a sedative or something, as soon as they entered, the lions regained their appetite and finished them. 
the Dashen anointing, it makes you fatter than the chain they put around you. It makes your neck too big for the chain to hold. It makes your hands so big that no handcuff can tie you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The dash anointing is so, it makes you so fat that you cannot stay in the in bondage. You know, Joseph, Joseph said that you meant it for evil. But God has turned it around for good. God knew that there will be a famine in the land, so he sent me ahead of you. So that I will be in place to provide food for not just you, my father, not just you, my brothers, but the entire region. Hallelujah. See, your anointing is supposed to feed the entire clan, an entire region. Your blessing must flow. That is why you must start practicing it now. Now that you haven't had, you don't have much money, learn how to give. You give your little cousin somewhere 20 pounds, 300 pounds. Give somebody something. Give some. I know you don't have enough, but you are practicing so that when the Dashen anointing comes, you know how to give. Let your river start flowing. Let your river start flowing. You get two pounds, give it to somebody. Am I talking to somebody? Practice it now. Because if you don't know how to do it now, when it happens in the day, you won't be able to do it. You struggle. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the one who will never ask you for money, that your, your mother's maid servant, your mother's sister's auntie's maid servant, who has no connection to you, today when you go home, send them 50 pounds. I say send them 50 pounds. They are not expecting it. It is you are, you are, Opening the tap of the Dashen. Opening the tap. 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 You want a swimming pool to swim in? Little drops of water makes a mighty ocean. As you start opening 20 pounds here, 50 pounds here, 30 pounds here, 40 pounds here, 100 pounds here, you are just opening the tap. And God just begins to fail and fail to overflowing. Because God is looking for a Joseph to be the savior of the whole of Israel and the whole of Egypt. God is looking for a savior. So God is taking a Joseph through the, the pit to the prison and through all the journey because he needs somebody at the table. Bible says that he sat at table, the king's table, and was watching the people. So when they were giving, distributing, he was sitting there. And then he recognized his brothers. And he said, Come. Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, we are, we are servants of our father, Jacob. Uh, he's, uh, he's there. Our brother died. And uh, he's with uh, uh, our youngest son, uh, our youngest brother. Uh, and uh, uh, he's. How can I know what you are telling me is true? Go and bring your younger brother here. Ruby says, at last, my sin has come to me. I couldn't save Joseph. 
and Joseph died in a pit. How am I going to tell my father that now they want Benjamin too? So they bring. He's like, "Ah, can you, can we, uh, excuse me, uh, brother uh, uh, Pharaoh, uh, assistant, can can we, can you uh, take me instead? No, I don't want you. I want your little brother. How are we going to tell the old man? The favorite one was taken. This last pension baby to you are coming to take. <sighs> What's going to happen? Then they went and brought their brother. He will cry and then you come and stand there and put a stern face and be harsh. Hide the golden cup in the back. See, you're a thief. Oh, me? No, I've never stolen it. You are a thief. Seize him. Put him in prison. I just want you to stay in five days just to see what you did to me. <laughs> Go and bring your father. When the father came, he said, remember the dream? The sun, the moon, the 11 stars bowing to me. Can you see it? Get it? Can you see it? You don't get it? Let's go home. Yeah. You see it. A blessing. I say a blessing. The Dashen anointing makes you large enough, fat enough to feed the whole clan. Hallelujah. Let me give you the last Dashen anointing. David anointing. The Dashen anointing that fell on David. That was the anointing. The anointing that promotes. David said. 2 Samuel 6, 20, 22. Say that then David returned to bless the house, his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king. Of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids and of of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, "It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father, <laughs> and all the house to appoint me a ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel." Therefore, I will play. I will play music before the law. I will even be more undignified than this and will be humbled in your own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Anointing that lifted me from following sheep I was a goat header, shepherd, smelling of cow dung. The Lord lifted me up from the backside of the desert and put me instead of your father. Your father is supposed to sit here, but I'm sitting here. 
I'm eating the food that should have been given to the king. A common goat had a common shepherd like me. Look how far the Lord has brought me. You see, I shouldn't dance. When I've been promoted like this, you see, I should be dignified. Listen, don't allow anybody to make you look dignified just because you've been married. Now that you are married, you don't have to sing in the choir again. Now that you are married, you don't have to do what the young people do, the, the single people do. No, 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 no. Don't let Mikhail put you in a box. I said, don't allow Mikhail to put you in a box. Say, now that you are the king, you have to walk this way. Now that you are the manager, you have to walk this way. Now that you are a millionaire, you don't have to come and sweep this place. Leave it to the boys. Who told you that? I'll be a millionaire and still sweep this carpet. I'll, still, I'll be a millionaire and still be an usher. I'll be a millionaire and still play the instruments. Because I know where I've come from. I say I know where I've come from. It was not because of my hard work God picked me and brought me to this place. It was because of the Dashen anointing. I see the Dashen anointing come upon you. I say, I see the Dashen anointing fall on you. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I see the Dashen oil coming over you now. Quickly, let me show you how the Dashen anointing comes. Number one. Number one. The Lord is my shepherd. You can never ever come into promotion where the Lord is not involved. Uh, give me my um, Second Samuel. If God doesn't promote you, forget it. I say if God doesn't promote you, forget it. No one can promote you unless God promotes you. I don't know whether you heard what I said. I said no one can promote you unless God himself promotes. First Samuel 2, 6 to 8. He said that the Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap or the downhill to set him among princes. To make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillar of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I urge you to have a, 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 a relationship with God today. Make the Lord your shepherd. Lamentation 3.22 says that, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because of his, comp his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait on him. To the soul of the soul who seeks him. The Lord is good to the soul of those who seek him. In Isaiah 40 verse 11, it says that like a shepherd, he tends the flock. In his army, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. I see the Lord carrying you in his bosom. I see, I see the Lord carrying you in his bosom. Ah, he says that he will gently lead the nursing you. The second thing is that he makes me lie down. Can God make you lie down? Oh, I didn't hear you. I said, can God make you lie down? 
Even uh, Audrey is saying amen and you are not. You see, you should be close enough to God that he can tell you to lie down. You know, to lie down means to be intimate. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think you heard what I said. To lie down with somebody, it means to be intimate with a person. You just don't lie down with anybody. Uh, I don't know whether you got, got me. He says that he makes me lie down. It means that I have a relationship with him. I don't just know him. I have a relationship that he tells me to lie down and lie down. He tells me to stand and I stand. Give me Isaiah 40. Quickly. He will lead his flock by, like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. He will carry them close to him. It means make God close to you. Let him lead you. Learn to be somebody who reads the Bible every time and hear God's voice every time. When he says lie, you lie. When he says stand, when he says go, you go. When he says don't go, you don't go. I'm not making sense. Yeah. He leads me. What's number three? Allow the Lord to lead. Number four. He restores what? My soul. This is Psalm 23 we are looking at. He Listen, you can never ever be prosperous unless you learn to forget the pain of the past. I think you missed it. Let me say it again. You will never ever be prosperous unless you learn how to renew your soul. Your soul is your feeling. Your soul is where your head is. Your soul is where your regrets are. Your soul is where you have all the, the things that have the pain that sets you back. The emotions, the negative emotions that pulls you back. You need God to restore it. Are you with me? Because when you don't have a restored soul, you cannot become prosperous. I don't know whether you understood what I said. He needs to restore your soul. You need to learn to heal. Some of us, we cannot forgive ourselves because of the mistakes we made. So we are rejecting some people. It's a blessing that God is bringing us. We are rejecting them because of the pain that person caused you. He says that God is going to use men to bless you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall what? Men give to you. So your blessing comes from men. If you don't forget, forgive that man. You don't forgive that man. You don't have any relationship with men. Where would your blessing come from? So you need a restored soul. Next one quickly let me finish i want to finish quickly he guides me in the path of what righteousness learn to walk along the path of righteousness let people know your christianity let people know your faith be a good person be a good person number six fear Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they what? Comfort me. Listen, if you are ever going to be prosperous, 
one of the things you must never allow in your life is fear. Fear will, is something that limits. Fear is bondage. Fear is a stronghold. Fear will keep you back. Fear will not make you take a bold step forward. Fear will make you always be retarded. Am I making sense? Some of us, you have decided not to do the course again because you are afraid. But that course is the place of your blessing. I know you failed once in that course, but do it again. I said, do it again. Don't allow fear to limit you. Don't change and go and do some backside type of course. Am I making sense? Yeah. If he's going to bless you, you see a value of dry bones. You see a value of the shadow of death. That will intimidate you. But don't allow yourself to be intimidated. Because your blessing is coming. I say your blessing is coming. He is about to prepare your table. Because you are, he has been your shepherd. He has led you. He has restored your soul. He has become your guide. And now you are allowing fear to stop you. No. Don't allow fear to stop you. Don't allow people to intimidate you. They use something that is obvious about you to intimidate you. And you become intimidated. Don't allow it. Hallelujah. In 1 John 5, 4, the Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes our, uh, the world. Our faith. Faith is the opposite of fear. Where fear goes, faith comes. Amen. And where faith disappears, fear takes its place. Amen. Are you ready to eat your blessing? I say, are you ready to eat your blessing in the presence of your enemies? Are you ready to sit at table where your enemies are watching, where your critics are sat? Are you really ready? Tell somebody I'm ready. Tell somebody I'm ready. Stand to your 